Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. We have King Sean, who just got holes in Madden. <laughs> in the building. Yes, sir. We have the Chancellor himself, Zero, in the building. Yo. Old hat alert, nigga. <laughs> and of course, the Duke of Devananis. Lando in the building. Um, King Sean, how was your week? Chill week, hot week. Getting ready for another hot week. Zero, how was your week? Hot week, but uh, Saturday, um, wife got into a car accident. Um, yeah, it was a pretty scary situation for her. She's doing well. Um, well she went to the hospital today and um, just to check if she had any because her nose um, I didn't know her nose had bled but they she, they checked to see if she had any like fractures or anything but she was um, since she could smile wiggle, wiggle her nose and every and breathe just fine they figured that um, she may um, they figured that it was just bumped hard enough for her to uh, break skin and she and uh, they diagnosed her with a mild concussion, but she got some. Uh, she got some medic. Yeah, she got some um, some medication for it. And they said if she has any, um, <clears throat> she has any issues to um, to go right. Yeah, to go back to the uh, emergency room because concussions ain't nothing to play with. Oh, uh, there's somebody who had a concussion. They uh. They got hit in the face with a basketball. Uh-huh. They said they were getting like massive headaches for like a month mm. afterwards. It's crazy. Yeah. Get well soon. Get well soon. Um, my week was okay. Uh, pretty much, I ain't do a whole lot except watch, study, and watch a uh, snowball. No, so I'm saying, yo, did you? Are you at that part where you ain't like the way another nigga talk? <laughs> yeah, I'm past that. I'm past that. <laughs> yeah, I'm past that. I but... me brick by brick, and I ain't gonna get it torn. I'm not. <laughs> I can't even get the line out. <laughs> I love when he start punching his hand. Just like. <laughs> Try motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, he it's a hell of a show though. Hell of a show. I gotta watch hell of it. A show. And um, but yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I've been doing this weekend. I, I was a little been a little under weather. I don't know if it's allergies or whatever, but just been having a lot, a lot of headaches, a lot of congestion. So the study, and even though it's been going, it ain't been going as well as I would like to because, you know, uh, my head will start hurting, you know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes into studying. So, you know, um, but outside of that, man, you know, like I said, it's been a good week. Got the kids home today. 
Okay. Uh, and then that's the mothers for the last few weeks. So, so, uh, and then uh, I, I noticed that my that my daughter looked a little pudgy. So oh, I was like, what you been, so what you been doing? Just sitting out eating this whole time? She was like, I haven't eaten. I didn't even eat all day yesterday or today. And I was like, what that got to do with the other 13 days you was over there? Oh. <laughs> you thought one day it's just going to cut. <laughs> <laughs> you thought one day it was going to make it end. You so look, out, so huh? look, I was like, I was like, I, I was like, well, you know, maybe it's a shirt. I said, so let me see your stomach. Lift your shirt up. So she kept lifting her shirt up and kept uh, like covering her stomach with her hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But no, because, you know, Link is a little on the a little bit on the chubby side. Yeah. Even though he's he's slimmed down a lot since the last last year or whatever, but he's still a little bit on the chubby side. She always be making fun of him about him being chubby. So I'm like, okay. Alright, now look at you. Then explain yourself. But yeah, man. But um shoot, let's get into these topics, man. Um the first thing I want to know is if if you are an athlete mm-hmm. and a team offers you a deal for $440 million, are you turning it down? No. But, um, I, you know what? I'm thinking it depends on the situation because you don't want to be there and you want to bet on yourself. Because it, because you know, you don't want to commit yourself to an organization that because uh, I don't because I don't really know how they run thing how the uh, the team in question runs things. But if it's like a toxic environment, I don't think I could. I think I'd much rather bet on myself going somewhere else long term than. Um, Cause I know you want to take the money. It's a lot of money, but damn. Uh, it depends on the situation, but I but I would say yeah, I would take the deal. You know, it sounds like I'm really contradicting myself. It don't matter. <laughs> I say turn it down. If one team will offer you 440, another team will offer you the same. I mean. Ooh. If you were 440 mil to one team, I'm sure you probably worth the same or close to it or more to another. I'm just saying when it comes like let's just take let's just take DeAndre Ayton, for example. The at first, I remember when King Sean had posted it, and I was like, why would the Suns even re-sign him? So he was like, Well, you know, maybe a signing trade situation. They want to keep him for the um for a potential signing trade. But I realized that the Suns were smart. They actually never really wanted to get rid of DeAndre Ayton. They just didn't want to pay him what they were what, what they would have had to pay him if he didn't hit free agency. Because I think what I I read like even like the four year deal, if he would have signed just a four year extension, they would have to pay him like 140 million or something like that. And the five years would have put him at like 170 or something like that. So go test free agency. And if somebody comes in lower, 
than what we we would have been forced to pay you, we yeah. would have we said I'll match you know, the offer. Yeah, I'll match that all day. So that's why I'm like, you know, because I think the he, difference he, is DeAndre was a restricted free agent. He wasn't an unrestricted free agent. No, that was that, the thing. That that doesn't prevent that doesn't prevent teams from offering him the max though. Uh, not hundred percent, but at the same time, it's like he kind of really had no leverage with the Suns at that point. Like he has no leverage at that point because it was he wasn't because he was restricted. Like regardless, basically meaning if a team offered him whatever a different team offered him, the Suns could match that. He if he was unrestricted, he he could have. Basically, the Suns wouldn't have had to match that. They would either had to overpay, probably. Yeah, that's, he that's, that's, that's that's what that's why that's in favor of the Suns. A hundred percent. That's what. I, but it's not in favor of DeAndre Ayton. Is what I'm saying. No, I'm saying, but e- either either way, the Suns the Suns win because they, they they don't have they, they didn't want yeah, they didn't want they didn't want to pay him. Lose that regardless. They didn't even, no, I'm saying well, even if he was a rest- unrestricted free agent, the Suns didn't want to pay him that much, anyways. So if we're gonna if we're, they're gonna pay you more than what we would have had to pay you max or would have gave you a max deal, we don't we don't want to pay you that. So go. Versus 100%. that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. So like the restricted versus unrestricted doesn't change the scenario that they didn't want to pay him a max deal. I mean, it changes the scenario for DeAndre Ayton. It doesn't change the scenario for the Suns. What do you, how does it change the scenario for DeAndre Hayden? Because again, like I said, it, 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 regardless, they don't own his rights, so they can't. They don't. They won't have to match that. He don't have to go back there if they match that offer. He don't have to go back regardless. If he's an unrestricted free agent, he can go anywhere he wants to. I, I'm I, I'm I'm very confused. I, I don't I don't understand. Being a free, a restricted free agent, if they, if somebody, if somebody signed him to a deal, if they signed him to a deal, that he would have still, he would have, they would have got something for him. Like basically, they would have got like a pick or something for him because he was a restricted, a free, a restricted free agent. Being as though they signed him again, if they were to try, but yeah, being as though they signed him. Does restricted free agency work the same in the NBA as? Yeah, in the- yeah, that's. What I, I don't think that's. I the only, I'm gonna look it up, but but what I'm saying is if they. If another they they didn't care if another team paid them more than what they were willing to pay them, so that's what I'm saying. They got him at a discount. So like if an, whether he was a restricted free agent or not, every team league could have offered him more money than the Suns could have offered him. Like let's say the Mavericks offered him max. Well, we don't want to pay him the max, so we're not going to sign him. Or if they offered him the 133 million up front, and he goes somewhere and he says, "No, I'm a test free agency." And he either gets more money or gets the same money or gets less money. That doesn't that doesn't change the sun scenario because either we lose him and not pay him, not pay him what, not pay him what we what we would have had to pay him. We either lose him or we can get him for a discount, and that's exactly what they ended up doing. I mean, I guess so. That's I'm like I'm confused on the. Like every, literally every single team in the league can offer him something, and it's it like it's not he's not really in control whether he takes a deal and leaves because like again this they have to bring it back to the Suns and let them know if they off they match it or not. But they could have still not matched the deal, and he would have went to the Mavericks anyways. I think that's who offered him the deal. But I'm gonna look no, up the, uh, the it was the Pacers that offered him the deal. 
The Pacers. Okay, okay. Where did I get the Mavericks from? Matt, we were using the Mavericks as an example. Oh, <laughs> I think I use the Mavericks. No, I think I use the Mavericks for example because we have. <laughs> Um, what the hell is you drinking over here, man? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm drinking Gatorade, dog. That's a big ass bottle of Gatorade. <laughs> I got a big ass thirst. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a water jug. That's a food line. That's a food line. Purified water. <laughs> You want me to go get the mix? <laughs> oh, it's a mix. Okay. Yep. Okay. I got the powder right here. <laughs> I didn't know that I was. I didn't. I didn't know that they uh. Savage. <laughs> Savage. Yeah. No, you don't lose it. You don't lose a pick. So do a free a restricted free agent. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's, the NFL, that's an NFL thing. Yeah, it's an NFL thing. That's why uh, restricted free agents have to sign uh, specific tenders when they uh, when they're with NFL teams. Because if a team signs them, then that's the pick they have to give up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's all. About, yeah, because when I when you said that, I was like, I, I don't know, that's an NBA thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the the, the Suns actually made a brilliant move. By letting him go out and sign and try to get a deal from another team, because like I said they would either have to pay him. I think it was 141 million, or if they did the five, the five, the fifth year, it would have been like 170 something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, we can get you for 133. Like, shoot, that's too easy. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, because every team could offer him the four year, 140 something. That that's not. It's what the advantage is. The the advantage that the that the um, the custodial team has when it comes to money, anyways, or staying with your team is a fifth year option. That's usually a huge is like a usually an extra, you know, ten to fifteen or twenty. Uh, I think twenty percent or thirty percent additional um, over the years. So, so yeah. Um, if I'm Juan Soto, if I'm Juan Soto, I'm not, I'm not signing that deal because. When you looked at the grand total of it, mm-hmm. um, or I'll say Juan Soto because that's what I was alluding to. But if I'm a player for any sport, and yes, it might be the biggest contract overall in baseball, but when you looked at it, one is a 15 year contract, so that mm-hmm. made it like 29 million a year, which yeah, would have made him like, the, which would have made him like the 20th highest paid player in baseball. Mm-hmm. But he's not the 20th best player in baseball. He's from what I'm hearing, I haven't watched. I've only watched one baseball game this year, but um, from what I'm hearing, he's like one of the five best players in baseball. So you're not gonna, you're not gonna Scotty Pippen. Yeah, because I think he, uh, I think, um, I think he's hitting like two seventy five, has twenty home runs and forty three RBIs right now. So you know he's um, I, but. Uh, Zero, I want to get to, because you said, like, you know, depends on the culture and everything like that. But let me ask you this. Like, as a baseball player, even if the culture sucked, Mm -hmm. 
if I don't understand, like it's like baseball gets obsessed and baseball players get obsessed with these big numbers as far as like A-Rod, the first he was the first guy to sign a 200 million dollar contract. It was 275 million. Then when you looked at it, it was like a 12 and 10 or 12 year deal. So it's yeah. like, okay, like, he made he made a lot of money, but that was over that was over 10, 12 years. So why wouldn't you just sign a four-year deal? Like, why why is baseball so obsessed with giving these guys like lifetime deals? Pretty much, that doesn't even make sense. If I'm oh, a, if I'm a baseball, if I'm any athlete, I, I think the NBA has it right, and the NFL right now has it right. Well, they, they're signing guys to four or five, six-year contracts, not these lifetime contracts that really don't really work out in favor of the team. Like I, I'm trying to see why is baseball obsessed with these decade plus long contracts? I think um it's because of the fact that um with baseball comes like a lot of I know it's longevity in every sport, but um I believe it's to like keep it's like to keep their star keep their stars for as long as they possibly can. And it's like a lot of people like what you when you broke down, yeah, it was four hundred forty-five million dollar deal, but four forty, four forty, four forty. Okay, it's four forty, but it's over fifteen years. It's like you know, folks. It's like I think it's like folks would just look at the number and just be like, well, I'm gonna make make four hundred forty million dollars. I'm just gonna go ahead and sign the deal because they think they're set up. And then I think teams think um, because I think they have the M- uh, MLB has payroll. I don't know if they have like luxury tax like the uh, NBA. I know they don't really have a salary cap like the NFL. No, there, there's no salary cap, and there's the excuse me, the luxury tax is just an NBA thing. Okay, so so it's like you know, with baseball players, they'll. Um, I, th- I think for me, it's like they'll give a player that deal and um, they can trade, away, I believe they could trade away that contract if that player starts to like diminish because there's going to be teams that need that need like a name on their team that'll take on that contract. So it was mm-hmm. like, you know, We'll we'll give you the fifteen we'll give you the fifteen year deal, but then it like five years down the line, you may your skills may be diminishing, but you're still Juan Soto. You're still a name in this league. You're still young, especially if he's still young too, because he's twenty three. He if even if his like his numbers start to decline, there'll probably be like uh, there'll be a team that'd be like, well. He probably just needs a change of scenery. Let's go ahead and take on his contract. We need the, we want the name. Let's go ahead and uh, trade away fifteen prospects for this guy. Yeah, like if I if I'm an if I'm an MLB player, I'm like especially if I'm as good as you know the the Aaron Judges and those guys like the Juan Sotos, the Tatises, the what's the what's the guy that played for he tore his ACL um, for the Braves Acuna. Um, uh-huh. like, like if I'm that good uh, or the Japanese guy Otani like guys like that if I'm that damn good 
why would I sign? Why would I sign a, a, a like I said, a 15 year deal? Like that's that's I'm I'm locking in my whole career with you. Especially let's just say somebody like Mike Trout who got like 300 something million dollars or whatever it was. No, I think it was 400. I think he had got the first 400 million dollar deal. Yeah. No, he was. The- no, 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 he was. He was. I'm thinking about Robinson Cano, but his was 300. My fault. Yeah. So you look at that, and you're like, all right, that's a lot of money. But when you're you're not there, the you know they play in LA. The Angels aren't the Dodgers, where they have a big payroll that they can surround you with talent. So you're the only guy on your team, and yeah. you're never making the playoffs. So they yeah. like, even if I'm the ownership, why would I do that? No, like I understand you're an excellent player, and you'll mm-hmm. sell tickets. But we're only we're, we're only selling tickets in the regular season. Yeah. Like, as far as if I'm an owner, if I'm thinking about it, you chart your your the 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 postseason. Though it's less games, your, my ticket prices are a lot higher. My concession prices are higher because they're playoff games, and the deeper you go into the play, so you can like make more money off that player. And you know, I don't know what they get paid during the playoffs. But I'm making more money off that player if I'm getting into the playoffs. So if I can't afford, if I mean, of course I can afford to pay you, but if I can't afford to build a team around you, it doesn't it doesn't help me in the long run because we're never getting that postseason money. And you want to know why it helps in the long run? Because his name is going to get you them 5, 10, 15 prospects that they're going to trade for. <laughs> so they get rid of the contract and they bring in and they bring in um, younger, fresh talent that they can build around. That's that's why that's why it's funny to me with uh, with with um, big name players getting traded that have these big contracts and stuff, because God, they'll trade our entire farm system for one player. You set yourself up for the future with that, even though I know. And they they usually don't trade them until they're past their prime. So that's like I'm just saying, like as an owner, if Mm -hmm. I'm if I'm even if I'm gonna even if I'm like okay, if it don't work out, we can always move them, right? But you you usually don't. Most of these owners ain't doing that. Like you remember Johan Santana? Like most of these owners ain't doing that until it's too late. So it's like. All right, it's too late now. Yeah, we might we we might get the the farm for them, mm-hmm. but then how many of those? You know how many farm teams there are? How many of them actually make it to the league? Yeah, and that's why that's why I said before you uh before you made the statement um about the gamble because it's because yeah you're gonna gamble on these prospects, but um one thing you're gonna do is get this contract off your books so now you got the money to be able to build around yeah to build build this team even though even though it makes sense don't sign like don't sign a guy to a 15-year deal if that's if that's what's going to be the plan because like i said there's going to be there's always some there's always a team there's always ownership that they'll see a like um they'll see a name this player isn't really playing very well, but let's just say, let's think of a big name. Let's just say Mookie Betts wasn't playing well for the Dodgers because it's Mookie Betts. They're gonna trade like they're gonna trade a bunch of uh yeah somebody's gonna be like well it's Mookie it's like he was a great player maybe we can get we maybe we can squeeze out whatever we can out of him. 
and then then uh, make a deal to where look, if you really want him, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need your top pitching. Pro- I'm gonna need your top three pitching prospects and two of your top hitting prospects, and and we can go ahead and make that deal just for Mookie and his contract. Yeah, I'm just like if I'm. I'm just trying to think of it like even as a as a player, uh-huh. like and this is why I don't understand about baseball. King Sean and I, I've always disagreed with him on this, um, where his criticism of Matthew Stafford when he was like he stayed on the on the lines too long. Uh-huh. I'm like I, I I'm not I'm not mad at a guy who stayed who's loyal to a team, but on the other side of it. I just looked up Steph Curry's two contracts, his last two contracts. He's going to make like $450 million in 10 years. Like, because the market is always changing, uh, why would you put yourself to... Because if if Juan Soto signs that deal, he's the 20th highest paid player mm-hmm. now. Yeah. What's that going to be in five years? <laughs> because, because when he... Because even though you see the number, he sets the market. Even though the even though he's going to be even though he's going to be the twentieth highest paid player on, on, on a per year always, basis. Let me let me clarify that on a per year basis. All right, on a per year. All right, so it's like folks. It's just like regular folks. They always see that whenever you talk about a contract. Because look at Patrick Mahomes' contract. It's like, yo, he gonna get paid $500 million. They forget that it's 10 years. They always see the big number. So when they see the big number, um, he's gonna, in, in a sense, set the market. So the, I get what you're saying. He sets the market. So five years down the line, he'll go from, he'll go from, Major number highest paid player to probably the fifteenth highest paid player, and not only that, like look at look at what Deshaun Watson and, and this is a good segue. Deshaun Watson and um, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray just got they got both got five year, two hundred thirty million deals dollar deals. To be honest, I don't understand after what Deshaun Watson just got. I don't understand why any quarterback doesn't sign guaranteed, fully guaranteed deals anymore. Yeah, because like, I, get I, I don't. Right? Yeah, he's getting 160. So, you know, what's that? 60, 60% of his contract, maybe? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, all right. If I'm Colin Murray and I'm that damn good, five years, 230, then five years from now, that uh, 230 number is probably going to be 280. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I got, so if he's that, if he's still good, uh-huh. I can sign another five-year, two ninety deal, and now I got way more money than Patrick Mahomes in the same decade time span. Yep, I don't hey, understand, yeah. especially how how short these careers are. Yeah. I don't understand why anybody would take, like I said, see these kind of lifetime deals. And what's it called? And that, and that, in a sense, here we go again with the setting the market situation because he's the second highest paid quarterback next year. What's his name? Lamar Jackson still got to get No, nah, I think I think Pat Mahomes <laughs> is probably like the third or fourth paid, highest paid right now. 
I think Dak's getting. I think Dak's I saw Patrick Mahomes on a per year basis still the highest paid. No, probably. Uh, um, Dak got seventy five the first year. Then after that, it was Aaron. Aaron's at fifty. Aaron's at fifty per. I mean, forty seven per year, I believe. And I think Deshaun's at fifty. Um, and then. What, so what's what's Patrick Mahomes? Nah, what's his right. name? Um, I thought it was Patrick, ten years, five hundred. So that's I fifty think, million a year. But it, it wasn't. I think when you break it down, it was like forty-five. I think yeah, Pat, yeah. Pat is fourth. He has forty-five. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is first with fifty. Yeah, Aaron is first with fifty, and then it's Deshaun, and then it's, nah, it's uh, like Pat Stafford. Nah, it's a uh, Aaron's number one, Kyler's number two because I got the list. Okay. Um, Deshaun's three, Mahomes is four. Uh, Josh Allen's five. No, Matt Stafford's tied for seventh. Okay. Yeah, Derek Carr is sixth. And uh, Dak and Matt are tied for seventh. They get $40 million a year on a per-year basis. So... Okay. So it's not even really about setting the market or staying number one or the highest-paid yeah. player. Because, of course, like it's, every year there's a new market set. Yeah. Matter of fact, every player there's a new market set. Clearly. So, like, it's not even about that. It's just, like I said, you know, in the beginning, like when, like, you don't want to get Scottie Pippen. Do mm. you get, you, you get, I don't even know what his deal was at the time that he got paid. I think but then, like, like, the, the was, year after, I think the year seven. after, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the numbers. I'm talking about where okay. he was ranked. Okay. The year after, when the NBA signed a new TV deal, and everybody started getting paid, he went from like, let's say he was the fifth highest paid player to like the hundredth highest paid player. And they, you know, what I'm like, saying you don't want to have that situation. You yeah, at least be top five for three out of five years. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's like you understood his situation, but you jumped on it too quick. Just like you understand the situation, but you jumped on it too quick, and you gotta know your management. If your management is going to be is gonna be willing to renegotiate your deal as well, because they because I, I think on the last dance they said you signed this deal, <laughs> we're not coming back to it. Yeah, that's what. It, let me let, let me ask y'all this: um, Would you have paid Kyler that much? Yeah. I don't know. I, I would, I, no, I wouldn't have paid Kyler that much. I would have paid Kyler like I was telling Zero. I would have paid him pretty much fourth of the fourth highest QB money. Yeah, because I, no, I, I, no, finish, finish, finish. I was like, because I feel like as a top two, as being a paid a, a top two quarterback, you should play like a top two quarterback. So that was my only great with it. Yeah, other my, than that, I don't have no problem with them paying him because, like I said, you either gonna pay that now or. You're gonna end up paying more in the long run. Yeah, my my thing was um, if you paid him, like I, said, I wouldn't. But if you did, now nah, you know what this is what I said to Sean about that situation because you like he said you gotta pay you gotta pay him more in the long run because my issue was you he's been only for what, three years. And yeah. mm-hmm. like three years, one playoff appearance. It's like I gotta see some more consistency when now, it comes in that, to in that playoff career. People accuse him of 
not playing on because he didn't run. So it was like, so my thing was, do I was like, do I really pay you this? And I need some consistency. That, that but my but the issue with the I'm not gonna pay you now. I need to see you make more consistent uh, playoff pushes. Or um, is the fact that the money is always gonna go up. And if you think that I'm going, if you don't show me any consistency, if you think when it's time for me to, when it's time for your contract to, it's time for us to renegotiate your contract, and you haven't shown me much of anything, don't think that I'm going to pay you this 200 and it'll probably be like 250 by then. Somewhere around that. It's like, I don't think I'm going to be paying you 250 if you can't, if if it's four years, one playoff appearance, and we've been at the bottom of the, uh, I know it was a tough division, but we've been at the bottom for three out of the four years you've been on. You've been our, uh, you've been the quarterback. So okay, there's that Joe, Joe Crack, um, statement everybody loves to say where it's like, oh, to the yesterday's price is not today's price. Yeah, it's like that's true, but. It also it works both ways. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like people like people say that like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna make I'm gonna charge more now. But now nah, it kind of works both ways. Like you if he doesn't perform well in the next because his deal is supposed to be up what in two years? Yeah. Like as far as completely up. So it's like, I right, if you don't play that well, and and this is where um Lamar Jackson can get in trouble. If you don't play that well. You're right. <laughs> Yesterday's price ain't today's price. Like we were gonna give you two thirty, but now they're like two seventeen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm saying that ain't a lot of money. That's a ton of money. That's generational wealth. There. But you know what I'm saying? Like now I'm looking like two oh five. Now I was looking like go ahead and test that free agency. Um, Aiden. <laughs> I'm just saying if Aiden if Aiden plays. How he was playing. Now, actually, Aiden statistically had a better year, but he he just didn't show up in the playoffs. Like, none of the playoffs, really. Even, like, the series they won, he didn't really. And then when you got Luca, little Luca, Luca's not little, but he's much smaller than Aiden. When you got him posting you up, like, backing you down, posting you up. Not, like, dream-shaking you. When you got a, dude, when you got a guard backing you down and shooting fadeaways over you, like, that's not a good look. So it's like, all right, yeah. If somebody else want to pay you, they can pay you. <laughs> oh, oh, that's it? Uh, yesterday's price was 140 Now it was better three. <laughs> yesterday's price is not today's price. Oh, no. And just because he said yesterday's price is not today's price doesn't mean that the number went up. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. That's what, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You know what I'm saying? So like, but you know, Kyler, Kyler, Kyler. Now, King Sean, let me ask you this because you say he probably. Should, I don't think Kyler Murray's the top two quarterback. I don't. I don't know I don't where think I would anybody rank thinks that. I don't know where I would rank him, but as far as pure passer, he's probably in the top five. So, do you pay him based off of that? Like he, 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 throw, he, throw, he, he throw he throws one of the best balls in the game. So it's like, yo, that with that, do you do I not pay for that talent? 
even though he's not a top five quarterback over these next five years, he could be a top five quarterback. That's why I said pay the man. I, I pay him. At this point, like I said, he's three years in. He can only go up. I mean, I don't see him going down, in my opinion. Um, like I said, he's been a top five quarterback as far as throwing wise, but as far as the total package, no, he hasn't been a top five quarterback. He's top five against the blitz, if I'm not mistaken, top five against deep ball throws, and top five against big play, big uh, big play throws. So what I was so uh, looking up the other day. Let me ask you this: what what if he has all that? What what makes him not a top five quarterback? Injury. Has he been hurt? Yes. Yeah. Injuries and his record overall. Like, how many games has he missed over the last three years? Let me see. I want to say, like, probably seven or probably like seven within the last two years, or, or probably like eight or nine. But another thing is the reason why he's not regarded as a top five quarterback is because he has these hot yeah. starts every year. And then he Let me not say anything. Yeah, scratch that from the record because <laughs> he's only missed two games. Yeah, that's also I don't remember him ever being hurt. Um, but then yeah, like I said, he like he starts out hot every year and then like goes down, tails off. He does, yeah. It was because he gets injured. He hasn't missed games, but it, like he plays through the injuries pretty much. Do you think his size might be why he tails off? Hundred percent. That's what they say. The 510 207. That's not even a point guard, is it? A uh, point guard, average point guard. Average point guard is probably well taller than him, but maybe maybe not weigh as much as he does. Yeah. They probably 180 somewhere around there. Yo, every time I see him play, it's like, yo, his his arms look really little, man. Yeah, when you, when you compare him to all the other guys is out there. Yeah. Russell, Russell Wilson that looks... Russell Wilson and Drew Brees look like they had, like, gator arms. Uh, Drew Brees... Well, not a, that's what I was saying. It must be the sleeves because it seemed like Drew Brees had it look like his arms were longer than what they actually you th- were. You think so? Yeah, um, to me, it did, to me, it did because Kyler, it looks mm-hmm. like... I don't know. Maybe it's because his arms look small and like, like, like his arms don't look thick. Like he has muscle. Yeah, and I think he because I think he throws more compact. His arms actually look like T Rex arms to me. But hey, he still throw farther than I do, so it don't fucking matter. (laughs) He was an outfielder, right? Shortstop, I think. Who was out? It was. It was. um, What's his name? It was Wilson. Who was outfield? Somebody yeah. was an outfielder. I'm like, I thought Wilson was a pitcher. I mean, everybody pitches at some point in their life. I don't think Wilson. I don't. I don't think you can be a pitcher and play football that well. This is a wear and tear that pitching does on your arm. Yeah. Can you remember that one guy, Drew Henson? I think that he was dude. a pitcher and he couldn't really throw the football. Like once he got to the league, I think the, I think pitching is too much damage to your arm over time. Yeah, especially when you when you, especially if you just throw hard all the time. 
He ain't got no off-speed pitches or nothing. That'll, that'll fuck even up. even still, like just just throwing, especially if you have a gun. Yeah. And you throw in 95 plus, that, that's still a lot of wear and tear in your arm. And you know, and then they like I remember one one guy I knew who was a pitcher. He was like, he said that he wouldn't let his son learn how to throw a curveball until he was like 17. He was like, throwing curveballs do a lot more wear and tear on your arm than fastballs. And that's all speed pitch. That's a really slow pitch in comparison. Yeah. So, so, um, but as far as my question, I, I don't think I would have paid. I have a hard time paying people. Like, that's just, I, 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 I like, I swear, it's like one of those things, that I, it's probably going to be my take a lot of the time because, you know, I, we had this conversation about Dak. There's no way I would have paid Dak $40 million a year, especially coming off an injury. Like, okay, somebody else can have it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let them figure it out. <clears throat> I just never thought that Dak was that talented. And, you know, the, the, I don't know how people would, like, tier quarterbacks. But I think I don't think you have any chance of a Super Bowl win unless you have elite skill players. If you're not a top eight to ten quarterback, mm-hmm. so if you're not a top ten, um, maybe maybe on the maybe on the long side, maybe a top twelve quarterback. But like, if you're not a top eight quarterback, and you do, and you don't have an elite defense, an elite, uh, a, a solid running game, and very good um, um, skill position players, I don't see you winning a Super Bowl. So, like, um, Dak, in Dak's position, I thought he was maybe a top 14 to 18 quarterback. So, I'm, I'm not paying you top three money. You're not going to take us to a Super Bowl unless we have everything perfect. And you're still not going to... Actually, let me rephrase that. If you had everything perfect, because you're you're a middle-of-the-road quarterback, we probably at best get to a Super Bowl like um, Jared Goff. But we're not winning the Super Bowl because you're going to put up three points in the day of Super Bowl and we embarrass ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like... What 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 did I pay you for? The Cowboys are not making the Super Bowl. They've overpaid way too. You, don't, you, you now, the, now the new rule is you don't pay a running back. Look at Saquon Barkley. Look at uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And everybody's like, oh Zeke Zeke look in shape. Yeah, but him not being in shape probably wore down his body even more. And he was that he ain't been a breakaway runner in a long time. Uh, you usually don't go back to that in your late in your late twenties, early thirties, or whatever. You know, Derrick Henry. Look at him starting to break down. So it's just like, and I love Derrick Henry, but it's just like you know, now that's a new rule. You don't pay running back, or you don't pay running backs early, I should say. And now they had to get rid of the one guy who really made a a, a difference when it kind of came to Dak winning football games. And Amari Cooper, and they couldn't play pay any of their top defensive guys. They still got a good old line. Well, I should. Do they really have still have a good offensive line? They just still got Zach Martin. 
they they they're still good but injuries injuries has uh messed them up the last couple of years <laughs> gotcha yeah so like i said if i'm if i'm if i'm the cardinals i probably wait on kyler but i can understand why the cardinals paid him because they're desperate and they feel like that they're close to making a super bowl run yeah because the the Rams are probably going to take a step back. Not saying they're not going to be a playoff team, but they'll probably take a step back. You know, a lot of times with guys. No, well, well, you know, that that's part of it. Where there's guys who just because they won a Super Bowl, they don't they don't put the same effort into the game. Shoot, Aaron Donald was talking about retiring. You know what I'm saying? I think that was so, a scare tactic so they could pay him. <laughs> true, true. That could that's very possible. Um, you think what was scary? Second, um, Aaron Donald talking about retirement. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he was talking about retirement. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they uh they pulled out the checkbook and now he coming back <laughs> for another two I years. It, I think it was a scare tactic for them to pay him, but at the same time, I felt like because he said this. In an interview, he said that he said this not publicly, but to the Rams and to his teammates that he only wanted to play eight years. But he said after winning the Super Bowl, like uh, if it wasn't if he said if I don't have a chance to win the Super Bowl, I'm not coming back. So beating it with the roster that they got and I guess the money too, I th- I definitely think that, that that brought him back. I'm not saying that it wasn't a scary attack. I just me personally, I don't think it was a scary attack. Gotcha, gotcha. That's interesting though. We wanted to play eight years. He said he only wanted to play eight years. He had a bunch of kids, don't he? Uh, I think he only got two. I don't know why I thought he had like five kids. Oh, like, that dude shooting that club up regularly. <laughs> but I mean, Aaron Donald's the best defensive line I've ever, the best defensive lineman I've ever seen in my life. Yo, you, you were right the first time. <laughs> 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 he the best defensive line you ever seen. <laughs> And my, y'all, y'all know my favorite player of all time is Dwight Green. He's the he's the best pure pass rusher I feel like I've ever seen. And I, was, I was a little late on Reggie White. He was, you know, at the end of his career. Yeah. But um, but uh, and I didn't see Lawrence Taylor. Um, oh, he has three kids. He has two, one kid with his wife and two kids with a, uh, from a previous relationship. I don't know why I thought he had five kids. I'm not even trying to make this dude, you know. <laughs> you are. Daddy daycare. No, I thought they were all with the same woman. So uh, I just, I just had a daddy daycare. So did y'all hear about this lady? Who tried to sue this guy for ten racks because she went on? A, she, he didn't show up for a date. No, when you posted that up there, I I didn't know that was a topic. Hey, Shorty, <laughs> yo, Shorty, Shorty tried to argue with the judge. No, no, I think I got the uh, the video. Um. Ah, uh, don't tell me I lost it. I did. Uh, where is that? Okay. 
I'm gonna play it for y'all. couldn't find like the video just straight up all together a lot of it was like news reports that kept cutting it off um after she from just her saying 
don't insult my intelligence. Don't say, so it did, that was the only video I could find on YouTube that had like at least most of it kind of laid out. So it was a little long, but um, so apologize for the three minutes we had to listen to music and all other stuff. But um, but yeah, so these are three black people having this conversation: the black judge, black woman, black man. And what I got out of that is a lot of black chicks don't respect black men, man. You gonna tell a judge what the law is? He's committed his whole life to it. His whole life, his whole adult life has been committed to this. Well, look, you know what this sound like to me? Um, somebody is trying to make a quick come up. Ten thousand. So the more the st- more of the story it is, um, was she felt she was emotionally distressed because he was supposed to take her out. I guess on the second date, and um, he he ghosted her, and the date was supposed to be on the day that her mom died. So it was like the one year anniversary of her mom dying. So I guess she was just so heartbroken over him not showing up for this date. She um she decided to sue him. Then turns the ju- tells the judge he doesn't know what perjury is. And he's like, no, like he has to make a it's a state false statement under oath. He's not under oath when he responds to your complaint. He's like, you filed this whole thing wrong. And she's like, do not insult my intelligence. No, you're insulting your intelligence by not taking the advice that the guy who, the guy, the, the judge looked very old, maybe his late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. He's probably been practicing law. Let's say he went to law school, graduated, he was 25. Probably mm-hmm. been practicing law for 20 to 20 to 30 years. You just now come up with this trumped up case and think you know more than the judge. I I, I was so, I, I, I was cracking up when I heard this. I was like, this ain't real. When I heard about it, I said, this ain't real. Then I saw the video and I was like. This still ain't uh, real. <laughs> no, nah, I, I was just like, this is what Martin Luther King died for. This is this is the freedom that Martin Luther King died for. I can't even be mad. I can't even be mad. But all I know is the great American philosopher Aaron Magruder once wrote, "Will you ignorant niggas please shut the hell up?" That in that Martin Luther King episode, if he survived his shooting, that's what that was. It was one of them moments. Quick, come up. Wait. It's like, look, just understand the day. I mean, my thing is, why would you even plan a date on that day? Well, the dude, it's the second day. You don't even know the guy for real. And you, and you want to go on a date 
on that particular day. He probably didn't go on the second date because of how she is right now on the thing. Can't hear you. I was saying we can't hear you, but now we can. <laughs> what were you saying? I was saying that that was zero in you. Uh, oh, because, um, um, okay. Yeah, my, it's like, of all days, th- that's, like of all days, guy you I, just the guy you just met, a guy you just met. That's you, that, you putting that responsibility on him. That's what happens when you single for too long. That's what happens when you feel entitled. Yo, yeah. facts. Facts. Oh, he, he don't. He don't want to look. I bet she was like, he ain't show up with a date with me. Oh, ungrateful ass nigga! And I'm the best thing that ever happened to him. But little mama, you still single, single. You're gonna <laughs> eat alone tonight. Say <laughs> 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 so you don't gotta eat alone. <laughs> Girl, I'll be your buffet. Say <laughs> so you don't gotta eat alone. <laughs> eat alone on your mother's death day. <laughs> oh, that prime rib was delicious. I felt, I, I was like, man, that. That's a wild girl, man. It's like tripping. It's like for real, of all days. You don't care. <laughs> That's funny, sir. But you don't care. At all. I'm like, you, you, I mean, I can understand she don't want to be alone on that day. But you put that responsibility on the guy on the second date? That's so much stress, it. man. <laughs> Said she gotta eat alone. <laughs> Oh, so she was at she was at Golden Corral crying over the cornbread and the pizza. Yeah, I forgot about Golden Corral. <laughs> I live down the street from one. I drive out that thing like it don't exist. <laughs> Regularly. Until I last made her Golden yeah, Corral. I, I, I'm like. Like, I just drive past it. I used to work down the street from it, too. I <laughs> drive past it, and the thought never crossed my mind. I should turn in there. Never. Yo, why would it? It's like, yeah, no my, like let me go get a quick lunch. <laughs> yo, shout out to my boy Bernard. They used to do breakfast with Mad Cheap, right? So he'd be yeah. like, yo, let's go to Golden Corral. Let's go to Golden Corral. He was going there regularly. It was like $8 for the breakfast or whatever. I guess I, I guess that's bad cheap. Um, but uh but uh I was like, yo, he was like, yo, you wanna go to go after like twice going there, he was like, no, you wanna go to Golden Corral? I said, bro, I'm tired of having that watered down syrup, man. 
I'm like, I've never seen such loose syrup in my life. I just knew you was about to say eggs. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I, I didn't even look at the eggs, bro. Only thing I would get is the sausage and the um, waffles. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember the last. Actually, let me think. The last time I went, it was like thirty dollars a head or something. I, I'm probably exaggerating that price. No, you, you you more likely aren't. But what's it called? Um, no, the last time I went was uh, Father's Day two years ago. Yo, you need a divorce. <laughs> no, it was dog. It was my idea. <laughs> she needs a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where you want to go? I was like, yo. Wait, wait, yo, hold on, hold on. She asked you where you want to go, and you were like, <laughs> "Yo, nah." We were, we were like, "Yo, where the fuck do I want to go?" And yeah, all the like, restaurants that came across your mind. <laughs> not because uh, what's it called? I'll though? be a buffet. <laughs> Girl, I'll be a buffet. <laughs> Oh man! I, but um, what's it called? I um, I was like, yo, where the hell can we eat at? Where um, and I was like, yo, the kids will probably eat. The kids will probably eat at that motherfucker. Let's go to Golden Corral. <laughs> Shoot, they ate more than I did because it was like that pizza was cold. Even when they took it out of the oven, it was cold. Ew. It was like. They they corn said they cornbread had real corn in it. Like some white people shit right there. Facts. It's Facts like they, yeah, it was like you could you could it's like they still had the uh it's like they dug out the corn out of the shell and just put the shell in the mix. Find out what what is what is cornbread like? If you make cornbread from scratch, uh-huh. what is it? It's not it's not made out of real corn. Maybe cornmeal. I was thinking yeah, cornmeal. Okay. Yeah, because you made you made out of real corn. Yo, you grinded that shit up to a dust. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to fuck it. <laughs> Yo, I never seen. Hey Wilma, hey Wilma, go ahead and dust that corn. <laughs> yo, go ahead and dust that corn. Yo, they got they got that little rock with that little shit. They smoke. <laughs> <laughs> like they making modern medicine or something. <laughs> yo, I never seen. Crush that shit up in there. Crush that shit. Up. <laughs> I'm saying it's like, hey, where's my pill crusher at? This is throw the corn inside there. <laughs> like yo, I never yo, I never seen corn zest before, but it must be in that motherfucker. Yo, that's uh, hilarious. <laughs> I guess you know. I guess that's what happened when they. That's what they. That's that's probably where uh, what's it called came from. What um, the cornbread during the you remember when there was the dust bowls and stuff going on. <laughs> When you had when you was losing all that corn, you probably had to do something with it. So they're like, yo, let's just grind this thing up, put some put some put some milk and some and some eggs in it, 
cornbread. <laughs> it's like, hey, daddy, I'm getting sick and tired of this Kansas dust in my fucking <laughs> It's like, it builds character and I eat little nigga. <laughs> Yo, what the heck was going on in the world at that time? I Nothing. never heard of dust. No, I'm saying dust bowls were a real thing back then. Haven't Yo, heard of it that since. Is, that so is like, true. Everybody talking about climate change. What was going on in the room in the uh in the depression? Yo, how bad was America that 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 God laid plague on us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I want to know who is the photographer who survived that shit while they were taking pictures of <laughs> just just a fucking dust cloud <laughs> going no, over. Sand, sandstorms in the middle <laughs> of the Great Plains. Sandstorms, the Gobi Desert, it's America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dust bowls. Like folks were in, folks were going to soup kitchens. It was like they weren't even eating soup. They went to soup kitchens to get water. <laughs> they got water and dipped their bread in that shit. Yo, that's terrible. Damn, it's like a hot dog eating contest. Dip your bread. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Dip your bread. Dip your bread. Dip your bread. Dip your bread. I said, Dip your bread. <laughs> Dip your bread, dip your bread. <laughs> Yo, shut the hell up, man. That's, that's the name of the pod. I was about to say, that's the name of the pod. <laughs> yeah, dip your bread. <laughs> dip your bread. 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 Yo, I'll drink to that. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, moving on to the to, to the to the to the to the man, the king, LeBron James, had this to say about the Boston Celtics fans. When they can literally take the game from you, you can feel like them. The fans is not gonna let us win this one tonight. Yes, I mean, I mean, I mean, Boston. Boston yeah. why, why do you, why do you hate Boston? Cause they racist as fuck. That's they, why. they will say, they will say anything. It's fine. I mean, fuck, it's my life. I mean, she's been dealing with my whole life. I don't mind it. Like, I hear it. Like, if I hear somebody like close by, I check them real quick. I'm going to the game. Whatever the fuck, they gonna say whatever the fuck they want to say. They might throw something on you. I mean, I got a beer thrown on me leaving the game. You know, like, Boston is, I mean, yeah, Boston is the only place in the NBA in America you go to have like shirts that say, like, fuck LeBron. Yeah, like, it was like a, like a, section. It was like a like, fuck LBJ t shirt. I believe they probably sold it at the fucking team they, shop. No, they sold it outside the arena. They, they sold it at the team shop. Oh, yeah, I'm selling sets on the doing that shit. Like, funny. I, so I, I like, I like, I used to like read like football. All right. <clears throat> That's not the first time I've heard that the Boston fans are racist. Even I've heard Marcus Smart say they were racist. But from what LeBron mentioned, what makes them racist? 
He probably ain't uh go into full detail. No, I'm saying like you you would think like if some of the things that because he I mean he didn't really go into detail with what was said to him, but like the biggest thing he like mentioned was the F LeBron shirts. And it's just like like that's the thing that's on your mind, not the white dude who called you the N-word 37 times in the game. Like the thing that would actually be considered racist. But Kendrick Perkins said when he played there, he didn't have any racism. He didn't experience any racism or see any racism. But I'm like, I don't know what that means because, all right, does he, but he did say that they like went over the line a lot. So he just said they were they were mad disrespectful. So I don't know if it was like they, they were only disrespectful to black players. And that's what made them racist. Cause you know, just like, just like the, the F LeBron shirts, there's also teams count. There was also arenas chanting beat LA. There's no beat New York. There's no beat Boston. There's no, there, no, there's no, there's no beat Miami or there was no beat Chicago chant. It was only beat LA. So it's just like, yeah, the, it, when you, when you a thorn in the side of a, of a, uh, of a, of a fan base like the Celtics, they probably would put half LeBron shirts. Uh, <laughs> unless you're Michael Jordan, because Michael Jordan, everybody like everybody loved Michael Jordan. But you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I would like for somebody to actually say the actual racist thing because I, I think I think a lot of us as black people, we tend to go to racism because of how white people may act or react or anything like that. And we probably go to it a little too often. So that's how I'm kind of, you know, I'm not saying that LeBron has experienced what he experienced. I'm just curious on the racist side of it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that they racist. I mean, I agree. I wish people would elaborate too, but I mean, Boston, two top cities that I've heard are racist as hell, Boston and Utah, which to me don't sound surprising just because of the regions that they're in. And I, I mean, I could take well, it Bo- as... Boston as a city is very diverse. It is. I mean, in compare, I mean, of course, it's mostly white people every, um, in most, in most um, major cities. But like, you know, the Duchess... She she grew up in a Haitian community in Boston, you know what I'm saying? And she there's a lot of apparently there's a lot of Caribbean people that live in Boston, so it's just like, you know, I don't know. I, I hate Boston with passion. The one time I went there, it made me sick to my stomach. So I'll never go there ever again for the rest of my natural life. But like, I don't know. I I saw when I was there, I saw a mixture of people too. So I I don't I don't now Utah makes sense because I I think Donovan Mitchell. Might be the third one of it, one of the Utah Jazz team. The seven black people, or eight, seven or eight black people they have on their team is probably ninety six percent of their black population. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I can understand that. But also, you remember like Russ, Russell Westbrook when he went through his thing at Utah, like he was saying like the racist things those people were saying to him, while LeBron kind of left that out. So I'm just curious as to. Why that? Why that is? Um, in because that situation, because he, he might be going to Boston when his contract is up. LeBron ain't never played. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing. <laughs> now, um, I know 
I know back in like the uh, 70s and 80s at the height of uh, especially during the height of the um, the what's it called when Bird and Magic were playing there was a whole lot of uh, you knew there was a whole lot of divide when it came to white and black folks because um, remember uh, that uh, the DVD I watched Courtship of Rivals um they there was they said um I think it was magic said um was in Boston and this guy from Boston said I'm rooting for y'all. He said, Why would he was like, I thought you were from Boston. He's like, I am, but why the hell would I root for those white guys? That's it's like oh, wow. so so it's like because the yeah, Boston had a whole lot of um like they had a whole lot of uh, racial divide, especially back then. Mm-hmm. Like they had like bus yeah, I remember. Yeah, day. yeah, I was gonna say I remember there was like a lot of racial tension back. But I, I thought I, I I don't know why I thought that was before the Magic and Bird days. But now that you're saying, and I, I think I do remember reading about that. Yeah, because uh, because all black because uh, all black folks rooted for the Lakers because they have mostly black players on their team versus mo- white people were rooting for the Celtics because the Celtics had mostly white players and um, Bird was supposed to be the great white hope. Um, that was kind of the same when it came to, you remember when the, the Super Bowl Steelers Cowboys? Yeah. There was a lot of that going on too. I just remember when I would go to school and well, it was, of course, I was in elementary school. All the white teachers wanted the Steelers to win. And all the black teachers wanted the Cowboys to win. So it was, I, I just remember experiencing that even with the, with the Super Bowl. Like, they had no, they had no, you know, horse in the race, but they kind of, who was the starting quarter, though? Was it Neil O'Donnell? Oh, my goodness. That's For that right. team? Yeah. So maybe that's what it was, um, and I think Bill Cower, Bill Cower was the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm just, um, I'm just curious because especially like some of the guys who played for the Celtics, they always say like they didn't experience any racism, but I don't know if they mean like nobody was ever racist to them. Because like, it's, it it's, it's they, they don't necessarily deny that the fans be mad reckless. They just say they don't really say racist things, which, you know what I'm saying, even though it's not directed towards you, you would still hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, um, Bill Russell. That's why he never had a relationship with Boston after he retired from the NBA. Because people would say racist stuff to the black people but it wasn't about him and the black player. Yeah, they wouldn't say it to the black players on the Celtics. But they said to everybody else, and he he wasn't flying with that. Mm-hmm. Like because he he always took it as if if I didn't play for y'all, what the hell would y'all say about me? So so yeah. Um, hold on, I'm gonna play this one for y'all too.
Nah, I don't really have no taste for ass. <laughs> nah. That's I'm a, I'm not a, a vibe. Like, nah. you can't develop a taste for eating ass? Like, women like I'm that, just right? Like, you know, I know what I like. And I usually avoid the ass. I really? gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never had a good slip up? Nah, Come on, Rose slip up. You didn't, you didn't slip even, your tongue. I'm sure, I'm sure if that's what you did, you ain't slip up. True. So you ain't From ever. From top to bottom is a long way. So you ain't never ate ass. I'm just letting you know it. That ain't a rosé thing right there. Okay. I, I, you know. I respect you, it. I don't like it, but I'm going to respect it. That's cool, too. but And I want you to respect yeah. your feet on from your neck down. And if I splash your face. <laughs> this dude said he don't eat booty, but he'll pee on you. I don't know who's wilder this week. Rick Ross and Kevin Gates. I don't know. Kevin Gates said he put his fingers down and make a woman smell her coochie. I'm like, yo. These some wild boys on these podcasts, man. I don't think that's wild. You don't think what's wild? Peeing on the Kevin, Not a Kevin Gates one. You would do that? Make a girl what smell her coochie? Yeah, I've had I've finger girls before and they lick the finger. They lick the shit off my fingers. So <laughs> no, I'm saying you would you would put 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 your stuff in a girl, your fingers in a girl, and say smell this. Do you, you <laughs> this is what you want me to put my mouth on? <laughs> it's like hey, wash hey, up. If it can- <laughs> if, it, if it came down to that, like on some real shit, I would. Like, I That's a wild boy, man. Yeah. I just won't do it. <laughs> I just won't do it. I was be like, uh, hit him with the with the um, my wife and kids joint. She's like, oh yeah, go down on me. Ah, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, would y'all pee on somebody? No. The fuck from the from the, from the neck down. Piss mm-hmm. on myself. That's about it. I only you do that when I yourself. I, that's, I've only done that when I've gotten uh, stung by jellyfish. I guess I will. Fucking right. Have yeah, you ever been stung by jellyfish? No. I ain't in okay. the water that I ain't in the if, water. If you ever get if you ever get stung by a jellyfish, piss on where they stung you at, and I promise you it'll stop burning. Nah, I so you just had a res- reservation of urine. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure after swimming in the, the beach for a couple hours, you're gonna have to piss. <laughs> I, I can't swim. I don't know. I'm sad. I don't even splash. <laughs> I, I was like, like you just slip, like what if you what if you just got in the water, like you? Ah, I can't. Uh, it's not. It's, it's not. It, it don't sting that much, but it, it's a, it's like an irritation sting. Like it's just gonna well, like. It de- might depend on the jellyfish. You know, them box yeah, jellyfish be killing niggas. True, but the, the, the jellyfish that I've been stung on, and and nine out of the ten was every time was I'm gonna say nine out of ten, but 100 percent of the time was in Virginia Beach. Then 
most of the time, like I said, I just it was an irritation. If I, had to, which ironically, every time I had to piss right there, and I always got stung on my arm, so I would just put my arm right there and piss on my arm. That ass, just like that. <laughs> I don't know where you swimming that you get so, stung so many times. Nah, what's it called? How many um, times have you been stung by jellyfish? Three, Let's, three thrice, thrice, three times. Yo, thrice is in parentheses on the title. <laughs> Yo, it would been hilarious if he said five. I've been like, five times, I was hoping he said five. I was hoping. <laughs> Three. Peace. Now, I have been in the Virginia. Wait, where were you swimming? I, I gotta break this down. Where were you swimming? Uh, this is between the, the age. Yeah, we was at the beach. This is between the ages of really? fifteen and of uh, eleven and fifteen. So. Yeah, um, it's it's actually because I, I remember um <clears throat> I remember going to um remember I was working at the um the aquarium and I when I would walk over the Rudy Inlet Bridge like uh during the summer yeah during that summer when you would look down they um. The what's it called? There was a bunch of you could see the jellyfish floating yes, at the top. I, of the I've seen I've seen jellyfish in Virginia Beach. I've never seen them in the ocean. I mean, I'm sure they are in the ocean. I just never seen them like like at the beach. That's why I asked where he was swimming at because I saw them in. I think that same uh, is is Rudy Inlet connected to the ocean? Yes, it is. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. Wow, that's crazy. Cocoa Puff don't like water, so we ain't going in that water anyways. I was watching this thing about sharks. They said that 84% of shark attacks are um, men. And 89% of shark-related shark deaths are men. And they, were, they showed this whole, like, five different people who were with their wives and the shark went right past their wife to bite the dude. I remember I looked uh, like six or seven years ago, Virginia Beach was one of the like the top places in America to get shark attacks. And you, I remember, I remember that. You know, it was crazy because it was only like well, at, I remember when they were talking about that. It was like three that whole summer. It was weird. It was just like it was like blown up, and it was just like wait, but it was. I mean, three is a lot. Don't get me wrong. Three is three too many, but thrice. Yeah, these these people were getting were suffering from these shark attacks, boy. I was like, yo, and, and it was all white people too. I was like, I felt bad for those white men. <laughs> and a lot of them was in Australia. A lot of them was in Australia. I was like, man, I want to go to Australia. I really do. I'm like, they got box jellyfish. Then they have. Oh, they got this- the Portuguese man of war out there too. <laughs> What? What's that? I think there's a type of jellyfish that's poisonous as well. The man of are they, the man of war, you said? Yeah. I think yeah. that's the I think that's the one um that they have. There's one where because you know at the beaches in Australia they have the nets to keep the box jellyfish out. And there's another, like, there's another jellyfish that's smaller that can fit through the holes in the net. Mm. 
and those have been stinging people. Man of War. Uh, Portuguese Man of War found in the uh, Atlantic and um, Indian Those are them giant jellyfish, though. No, yeah. no, they're not giant. They're no. not really all that giant. They look like fucking balloons, though. I caught a jellyfish one at one, uh, one year in the beach. Like, that's something oh, well, How did you do that? <clears throat> we had a net. Like a oh, okay. fishing net, like... Gotcha. We had a we we had fishing poles and fishing nets. We was just funny thing is we were out there just on a vacation with me and like a bunch of my cousins, and we went out there like going like we were going on an adventure on the beach. Like it was morning time, wasn't barely nobody out there, so we took our fishing nets, took our tents, took uh, the fishing poles and shit like that. Made us a little campsite, and then went in the water and like was just like acting like we was trying to like really catch some fish, and. First couple times we put the net in there, end up like getting trash out of there. Of course, a bunch of seaweed, seashells, and shit like that. And then one time, I, when I scooped it, it was something clear in there that looked like 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 petroleum jelly. And I was like, "Yo, like what the fuck is that?" And when I pulled it out, my older cousin was like, "Yo, that's a jellyfish, bro." I was like, you lying? He's like, "No, like that ass is a jellyfish." Like <laughs> he's like, "Don't touch it." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what you want me to do with it?" He's like, "Throw that shit back in the water." I was like. All right, so I try to, I try to throw it back in the water, but that shit went straight to the sand because of the net. He should have played some more lacrosse in his day, huh? Hey, look, we, should, we just buried that shit in the sand. That's messed up. That's messed up. We'll kill that jellyfish, man. Yeah. And the sad thing is, it can still sting somebody, even if it's dead. Yep. Oh, but. I don't know why I thought when he said he caught one. I don't know why the image that came out of my head was the Mulan when they were catching fish with their bare hands. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, why would he do that? Why would he just, oh, that's a jellyfish. Ah, he just out the water. I don't know why that imagery came to my head, though. Let's get down to business. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> he's real bad if he catches jellyfish with his bare hands. Look, no gloves. He got the pro hey. grip game incredible because he catching something fluid like like that with his bare hands. It's a wild boy, man. He's like that. <laughs> the scoring river. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Jellyfish things like the ring of fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, oh, I drink to that. Oh my god. So, <laughs> anyways, it's good. I had another thing, but all my stuff is dying, so I'll save that for another time. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Zero, what's your party shot? Be happy, be healthy. I'll drink to that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, that silence on getting in from the window. I drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> How, is that like 
Is does that taste just like like regular Gatorade or? It does. I'll drink to that. Do you still have like the sugar residue in the bottom of the drink? <laughs> nope. I'll drink to that. <laughs> do I gotta pee? Yes, I do. <laughs> is, that, is that your favorite flavor? The cool blue? Hey, you better hey, you better go to Glacier Freeze, bro. Stop playing with that, man. They don't have look, they don't got no good flavors yeah, when it comes they got to the, Yeah, they only got the generic. What? Orange, red. <laughs> Orange, blue. red, yellow, and blue. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're not even saying what <laughs> the flavors they are. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm from the hood. I'm from the hood, man. I don't know no damn Kool-Aid flavors. Kool-Aid, any any Kool-Aid, Gatorade, Starburst, no no sweet flavors I know except grape. This is purple. <laughs> He's like, yo, let me get some yellow. He's like, you sure you want to drink yellow? Yeah, I drink to that. King Saul, what's your part shot, brother? <laughs> uh, I ain't got no part in shot, man. Uh. <laughs> This is the first pot I did. <laughs> this is the first pot I did sober in a while. <laughs> Let me say that. <laughs> oh, you were sober today? Bro, I did not smoke not uh, nothing. And I ain't drink not a nothing either. Shoot, I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> so stay sober, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you, you on the cleanse or something? Uh just I didn't. I was uh, getting my ass busted in Madden before, and I didn't have time to fucking <laughs> roll nothing up or, or pour nothing up. Uh, I got you. My party shot is if you gonna pee on a woman, you can at least eat a booty. I drink you- to that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Actually, no. You know what? Now I think about it, a lot of people probably rather get peed on. <sighs> yeah, than get their prostate checked. Yeah. Yo, actually, there's something else, ladies. Stop saying that you got baby hair. Like, if you're if you are above the age of twenty, you do not have baby hair. You have thinning hair. Embrace. Your thinning hair. I'm getting sick and tired. Of, I'm just getting sick and tired of these 30, 40 year olds talking about, yo, I got baby hair. No, you don't. You've outgrown baby hair. Now you got thinning hair. Now you need Bosley. Lying ass. I thought, I thought baby hair is the hair on the in the edges. I don't no, know if they call that, it baby me. hair. I don't think they call it baby hair for like saying like it's hair from a baby. I think it's like the length of the hair. Yeah, the length of the hair is thinning. That's what you oh got thinning God. hair. I think we we need we need to investigate this for the next podcast. <laughs> Anyways, I'll definitely oh, to that. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> go say that shit. And also, 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 I got two part shots. Also, don't think you know more about the law than the judge if you ain't studied no law. Yo, hold on, uh, the, the cap was public stuck. defender ass niggas. <laughs> Mm, mm. Oh yeah! Oh look, look! 
another black chick looking <laughs> dumb out here and I know nothing about the law. <laughs> One girl said I had a RICO. Look, a lot. Of, look, Joey and calling people public defenders didn't know what a RICO bet. I'm stupid <laughs> behind. These bitches ain't even passed the bar. I'm saying it's like these online paralegal ass niggas. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. For King Sean, for Chance Zero, this is Lando. This has been the Between Buttons podcast. Go ahead, like, comment, subscribe. Give us a review. And we'll see you next week. And Zero drink, drink to that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Go piss to that. That's what you about to do. <laughs> <laughs>